Hi, and welcome to this new Q&A with Professor Spira, who's coming back today. Thank you so much, Spira. Thank you, everyone, for being here. So we'll spend another hour together. Today, we have um, I have prepared a bit of a theme, so we don't have to stick 100% to that theme. But the theme is around a question that uh, I have for myself and that uh, a lot of my clients have also, which is when to detox and when to be more in a building phase for the body. And I think Professor Spira, you're a great person to have to share on this because you're, I find you're both uh, really knowledgeable in terms of how do we, we transition smoothly, but also you like to go into more uh, deep cleansing journeys, right? So do you wanna um, share, like start a little share on this and then we can uh, take some questions. So uh, yeah, the so the concept of you know de detox and build, we tend tend to think about it a little different a little differently than some people that use that terminology. Some people use that terminology, and there is this detox. There they have protocols where you detox for a certain period of time, and then. The, there's this rebuilding phase they'll talk about, you know, and those are, uh, you know, those are newer methodologies that, you know, that, that aren't particularly imp too impressive to me. The mucus's diet healing system approach, which is the background I come from, is one where it, you, it's like a, a perpetual cleansing process where the way you live, you are always cleansing and your body starts to dictate to you when it wants you to dig deeper, when it wants you to fast, or when it wants you to uh, do some kind of deeper detox thing or get into some herbology or whatever. Like when You learn how to actually read that uh, from your body as opposed to a prescription, which is, again, some of the people that I've heard use that type of terminology, the detox and rebuild or build. They... Uh, there's almost a prescription mindset where it's like, okay, we prescribe 20 day water fast and then eat this for several days to start rebuilding and then eat that. And it's like, that's not really our approach. Our approach is you get on the system on the transition uh, that we teach, but there's a certain point where the body starts to take over and dictate to you what it wants you to do. Well, because sometimes it wants you to eat something because there's some people that will resist eating something because they're using their mind thinking, well, the more fasting, the better. And so they're OK, I'm not eating. I'm, I'm just not going to eat anything. And that's great. Or I'm going to do five enemas or, you know, they'll just start kind of making things up. Uh, but then I've seen those same people when the body, when they actually start to go through an elimination, they get some cold and flu like symptoms or they get a fever or something. First, they're in denial, like, oh, I eat so clean. Why am I, why do I feel like this? Why am I going through this? They have no understanding that that's actually a good thing. That's an opportunity for you to actually 10X your results in terms of the detox process because your body is actually, it's telling you, this is a great opportunity. What I want you to do, stop eating, go lay down, drink some water, some juice, or do some enemas or whatever protocol you're into. And, uh, and I've seen people 
in if if the difference between doing is not all fasting is created equal uh i've seen people try to do like a oh like just a rant oh, i'm doing a 10-day fast because i feel like it because i want just in my head you know like oh this is i'm gonna do a 10-day cleanse and i've seen it not really do anything positive and in some cases end up being negative because they don't break it well and they end up eating a whole bunch of foods that you should never eat anywhere near a fast but i've seen other people do a 10-day fast when their body dictated to them where they started going through elimination had some fever cold and flu-like symptoms and so immediately they shut everything down they make the phone calls they knew to i'm staying i'm not coming to work today i'm staying home i'm going through we always say elimination we don't use the word sickness so i'm going through this elimination and 10 days when the body is in that type of state and you do a fast in there and you maintain control, you break it properly. Uh, you, you don't go on some kind of mucus binge uh, at the end of it. Now I've seen that's where you can heal decades worth of stuff with a well-timed fast, uh, just all kinds of old latent illnesses, things that you would have experienced when you were, you know, way older, you know, in your seventies or eighties or just later in life, all those illnesses that you would, you would experience at a later date, you actually bring them forth now and you're able to deal with them, uh, in, in a more effective manner and a safer manner. Cause it's safer to do some of those types of eliminations in a younger body, obviously than an older body. Uh, cause in an, it's uh, in an older body, lots of times, those type of eliminations end fatally. It become fatal eliminations, whereas you go through the same thing that you would have gone through later, you go through it now in a younger body, then, you know, it's not fatal. You might not feel good for a few days and be complaining or whatever, but uh, you're, you're fine. You know, you're going to make it through it. And once that elimination is gone, that's gone forever. So, um, so that's kind of my initial thoughts on just that concept on a, you know, a mindset in terms of approaching that concept from a certain perspective. So, uh, so yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Professor Spira. And yeah, for all the people you can unmute, but if you prefer, I think the best you use the raise hand feature in Zoom and we take that in that order. Yeah. I'll have questions if you don't. <laughs> but yeah, I love that you have a very body-led approach, actually. Um, so Sol was saying it's like yoga. I'm also a yin yoga teacher. And when we teach to that is I, I, I say, okay, now that's the next posture, but it's always led by the body if your body wants to do something else. Uh, and, and that's a, something we really need to retrain ourselves to do. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Denise and Zizi, if you want to ask, uh, you can unmute as you both have your hand up. Hi, everybody. I just want to ask uh, how important are enemas in your uh, fasting time? I think this is an important question. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the, the pro enema camp. I know there's different, <laughs> different opinions on the, on the topic of enemas, but uh, I'm a particular type of enema. So I'm not a fan of coffee enemas. I'm pretty much exclusive 
to uh, lemon juice and distilled water enemas. So I got my little lemon here. Uh, so yeah, the lemon juice and distilled water enemas. I've found them really to be invaluable in terms of uh, at all stages of my transition in the early days, it was, it, 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 you know, when it was hard initially getting off of meat coming from where I came from, because I had a really gluttonous diet, a really bad diet. And I was the type of person that there's no, there's no vegan on the planet that would have persuaded me to go down this path. They could have showed me all of the slaughterhouse videos and all of the, the horrible ways that animals are harmed and murdered. It wouldn't, I was, uh, I didn't have the empathy yet. I had to cultivate the empathy through the cleansing process. So again, it's one of these things where I'll get in discussions with ethical vegans and I'm saying that's not going to work. That communication style is not going to work for everybody because you're dealing with sociopaths and psychopaths. You know, people that don't have the capacity to experience empathy, to feel what another sentient being might feel. Uh, so, so coming from that, I say that because I know there's also a lot of people in the raw vegan community that will make a similar type of case where they're like, oh, well, you just got to just start or do this or that, that wouldn't have, for somebody like me, that wouldn't have appealed at all. There would have been no way that any vegan or raw vegan or anybody from that coming at that approach would have got me to uh, begin this path. The, uh, the mucus diet healing system had a, that, that the specific approach and the, the transitional methodology that, that stuck you know, along with the, it's one of the most dynamic things that I've ever seen in terms of diet. Cause it's the only, the only system I know of that can take you from, and it's, it, it, uh, you know, uh, an initial part of a transition that might include some dairy products or even some meat or some, and how you transition at that level. And then, you know, 50 day, water fast and and dry fasting and the potential for humans to go really long times without food you know the concept of vitality equals power minus obstruction there's nothing else on the planet that i know of that is that dynamic that can take you all the way from mcdonald's to for lack of a better word breatharianism uh then the mucus diet healing system and uh and so for me that was uh you know that that was the the key understanding was that a transitional methodology and understanding as we get cleaner and cleaner the uh that that's when that empathy comes up where you can actually feel you know feel what 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 what's happening you know feel to, to have that kind of that level of empathy to want to get off of meat or want to uh become a better person Thanks, Pirat. You want to go next, uh, Dennis? Okay, I wanted to ask in terms of mucoid plaque and let's say doing like juice feasting for some people say it takes 40 days on juices and you need to drink this amount of juice every single day. 
and then you start to get it out and then of course incorporating enemas so my question is how long do you feel do you see mostly with people with your clients um to do like uh like a juice cleanse and then how many enemas is it like one a day two a day and what about the route of like psyllium husks bentonite clay and all that stuff so there's not like a specific question but i think mm -hmm. you kind of get the direction yeah yeah and to, and to finish up with the as that goes right in from where I, the point that i was making with the uh with the whole empathy thing was the on days when i was craving meat that the 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 lemon juice and distilled water animal was everything because that allowed me because when, when you're sitting there and you're really dealing with like real addiction this is real addiction and you really take it seriously for what it is and there's nothing forcing you you know i i can i had used to have these coupons for these it was like large pepperoni pizzas that i would buy almost every day it was at the college for like five dollars so i have that no one's forcing me to to get on this path uh, and so i have i could either for five dollars go get a, a whole pizza to myself or i can and i don't really want to eat a salad i really i don't want to eat fruit but the one thing i can control is doing an enema more more in the beginning more so than controlling what i put into my mouth and so once the poison is gone out of the system once you get that residue of the dead animal carcass and all that out of your colon and your intestines the craving for meat goes away naturally and so there there's no uh uh you know there's no trying to force yourself to do it it's not a question of willpower it becomes just a question of mechanics and you get that stuff out of your system and you start on the beginning of the cleansing process then then you are starting to allow the body to squeeze out the waste and get deeper and deeper into the tissue system to the point where now you're really squeezing out some of those deeper uh, uh deeper toxic waste and then then you're you know now you're on the path and you're having a higher conversation but uh in terms of you know juice cleansing i always tell people to start with professor arnold Arad's uh, recommendations and methodologies that he talks about in both rational fasting and the mucus's diet healing system, which is, it's, it's really a day by day process. So you start the, the and this is what I love about the system. Cause the whole thing is edging you toward being able to sustain longer fasting periods naturally. And so he's, he doesn't just start you off with, okay, go do a 10 day, some type of fast or a 21 day cleanse or whatever. It's let's let's see how you do eating one meal a day. Let's see how you do eating nothing but fruit for a day or, may, or maybe have nothing but fruit juice for a day. You know, the one one meal a day plan. Then you can extend that a little bit. And while you're doing that, that's the one place where Eric's is very clear with his recommendation to do and while you're fasting to be doing enemas at least every day during the fasting process to kick out all this stuff that's being squeezed out uh, into the system to just aid the body in helping to move that stuff through. And that's where all, you know, a lot of our people start getting all the, the, 
the good old, you know, you know, I got to show y'all the mucoid plaque pictures. You know, I start, oh, my, my clients, I'll start getting this kind of stuff coming out. And, uh, and yeah, you can, you can pass some of that stuff without the enema or, you know, the enema can, you know, it's come out as, as mucus slime bowel movements, but the, the stickiest of it, it's not coming out. It's going to be sitting up in there on the lining of the intestines and the intestinal wall. And what people blows people away is they can be 10, 15, 20 days into eating no solid food, fruit juice only, and doing enemas every day. And they're still having natural bowel movements. And the enemas, like this stuff is coming out on day 20, you know, day 25. And uh, so it puts into perspective how filthy we are, you know, just for uh, physiologically. Uh, but, you know, I recommend people, this is the, our, our edition of the, the rational fasting by uh, professor Arnold Eric with all of those and got the, of course, the mucus diet healing system, but that the, the method of get, getting yourself, you know, edging yourself toward the longer fast and then being ready to do a longer fast once the body tells you to, to dic that dictates it to you. And that's what I try to teach people is if you, so there's a number of people in our community that'll do the, you know, fast one, one day a week or two days a week or a, a couple days out of the month, or it doesn't have to be long and, and hardcore, especially when, if the diet is of a cleansing nature, a transitional cleansing nature, when the, when you start to feel anything, you start to feel, oh man, I got a little headache or you got a little instead of what we were taught in regular society is to either ignore those signals or take a drug to suppress and ignore those signals. But instead, when you get real sensitive and you're like, okay, I got a little bit of, you know, a little, little headache. What's, what's that about? Okay. I'm just, let me do an enema and go lay down or let me, you know, get a fab. And the more severe the thing is, it's like, okay, I'm feel a little achy and I don't feel right enema fast like you know I, i'm just got that it just that needs to become a habit where it's just a reflex where it's like oh i don't feel good you don't even think about it i'm fasting right now and if the body is wanting you to do the 10 day or the 20 day fast or like well i used to do six month long i don't promote that or tell people to do that but in in the it's like the third fourth and fifth year of me or practicing the diet for like four years in a row, I did these really extended periods of, of uh, juice fasting, but it, but once you start going that long, then it, it's, it's not, then it's not really like a, <laughs> I don't even call it a fast anymore. That's just, you're just liquidarian, you know, you're li living on fruit, fruit liquid. But um, uh, yeah. So for me, all of this stuff, when you're talking about diet, enemas the herbs all those things are tools and uh and we can get into you know the prescriptions of how those tools are used there are general ideas and general principles but the specific ways that they're going to be used will be unique to each person's situation in terms of where they're at how old they are how much uh acute ailments they have and latent illnesses and 
uh, different types of symptoms or any kind of diagnosis they might have. You know, you take all that into account when you're recommending uh, different levels of fasting. For instance, uh, last year I worked with somebody and I, I have their testimonials up on one of my sites. Uh, Mike, he was, uh, he, he had had cluster headaches for the past 20. So it was like 25 years or something, 27 years. He said, and, uh, and I'm not sharing anything private. Cause he, he says all this in the testimonial. Uh, and he, he was an example of somebody, you know, he was earlier in his transition, but the symptoms that he was presenting elicited me to recommend that he do an extended fast. Cause you don't see me talking about that in like where I'm always recommended long fast or something in my videos, I'm very much focused on transition. But like I said, if I'm working with somebody and their body symptoms and everything is telling me, okay, this person needs to fast, uh, then so he ended up doing a, something like 20, 25, I think 25 days on juice and enemas and the, uh, the cl cluster headaches went away along with, and when that's the kind of stuff happens, then all this other stuff starts healing. And he was saying his varicose veins was going away and his skin was getting really clearer and every, you know, just all this other benefits were happening, but those, those cluster headaches went away. He also, he had had a, uh, uh, marijuana addiction that he, he was able to get off of as well. That it was like a 25 year uh, marijuana addiction that that he was able to kick in that period. So that becomes so that's what I mean by the power of a well placed, properly placed, extended fast, as opposed to just doing it whenever to try to like kick something up. Because that's also how people some of these. Uh, folks that are you know vegans or raw vegans and they're real hardcore like yeah we're get, you know get uh get off the meat and do this and eat 100 raw and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they do a video with a title of something like no longer vegan and here's why you know or now i've i've eat raw meat and karma carnivore now or whatever you know the and we all know these people and in every one of those cases, there are people that were extremists and did, did not respect the power of these tools, did not respect the power of the fruit, did not respect the power of any level of fasting or juice feasting or mucus-free eating or raw eating. They, they just didn't respect it. They thought they were, and some of these, some of these folks are kind of arrogant. And so they think they're better than all that. They think they're so much more advanced than physiologically they really are. And so, yeah, they might've been able to do some great long, man, I did a, I lived on nothing but mangoes for a whole year or whatever the story is. And then out of nowhere overnight, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a carnivore now. If they had actually transitioned properly, it would be impossible for them to do that. It would be impossible for them to go back to those kinds of foods if their physiology had transformed and changed in the way that it's supposed to, in the way that it will, when you practice these things properly and you allow your body to go through the process and you respect the process or you really respect the methods and, and how powerful these tools are and how great of an opportunity this is to have this information 
and to be able to, in this, this knowledge and this wisdom to be able to act on it. Because we can't say that about all of our ancestors and we can't say that about all different people around the world. And, you know, not, not everybody has the opportunity that we have. And so for me, I, I'm just, it's a blessing. I'm just grateful uh, to be able to, to do this. Thank you. And yeah, people, when you have question, you can, uh, when you're next, you can also just unmute and ask and nights you solve. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks, Professor Spirit, so much. Uh, this is my first day in this group, so uh, very, very uh, interesting stuff. And um, actually heard about you through Dr. Robert Morse, uh, Spirit. So he's, he's my mentor right now. So I'm learning a lot about the detoxification and you know the herbs and stuff like that, and um, and, and I found it interesting earlier what you had said mentioned about the you know going through this process allows the body to heal future you know thing you know like the healing process like things that we would eventually subscribe uh, not succumb to but experience. Uh, whether or not you know whether we do the work so just like yoga uh, my 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 teacher in yoga he he said you know the reason why we do our practices every day is because that uh, increases the time for the body to heal um, or, or minimally it's you know and, and it's better to do it at a younger age I, I never linked that to to what we're doing here with the with the fruit and the detox and all that stuff I, I'm curious to you know, kind of get some information on on where you learned that. Um, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to like that. I hear it, I love it. Uh, you know, and I want to get deeper into like understanding that. Like, if there's a source um, outside of your book, I, I I did order your book. It's on the way, but uh, you know, you with the Arnold. Um, so that's that's just like a first question or statement, and then the second thing. Uh, I don't know if you want to tackle one at a time. Uh, but my second thing is I did a, I'm one of those guys that did a 40 day grape juice fast back in 2020. And it, it, and I felt great, but I don't feel like I really eliminated a lot from that fast. Um, I, I did get, I lose, I lost like 75 pounds. I went from 225 to 150, looked real skinny. I looked sick, but I felt great. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't look sick. It's just the, the skinniness, you know, wasn't a good look on me. And, um, and then after that, I started getting like cold, all, all, always cold. And so I like mentally, I was like, oh crap, I, I messed myself up. <laughs> and so naturally I went back onto, to meats and stuff like that, but, you know, kind of not, not really, I stayed vegan, but then I started going back to meat just to kind of put more weight on. Um, and then sure enough, my body was like, nah, because then more things started developing you know health wise and uh so i was like so now i'm back in this space again and and this is why i'm in this community here uh thank you alex for inviting me and uh and just here to learn more and and this time you know just kind of have a community around me to because the first time i was alone <laughs> but uh you know there's not a lot of people out here that you know they look at you crazy when you're like oh i'm just fruit this salad you know whatever but 
I, I can't explain like how good it feels and uh and uh but now i you know i'm getting certified right i got certified and i'm just looking to like like you help help more people but you know mostly experiment on myself and just go real deep into the science mm. yeah so for the the first question the where where's all this come from so there were yeah two things just a lot of studying you know i'm a big study person that believes in studying and i've had periods in my life where uh you know i'm an artist and musician and and as well as an academic or someone that went through the whole academic process and went to you know earned we got two master's degrees and a phd and uh you know so i did that realm uh but the main interest for me in that realm was the ability to be a professional student is I just love to study and break things down and read and analyze. And uh, so there's a, a number of things that come from my own contemplation or just putting things together, uh, working with uh, people, you know, I, I kind of have absorbed a lot of different things. And then with my own gifts, I'm able to, uh, you know, do, do certain things in terms of, the my kind of recommendations and you know that's kind of stuff if i'm actually working with somebody but there's there's that element but i also had the opportunity to be around some some great mentors when i got into the mucus's diet so i got in we started this path 21 years ago now and i was uh, i was 19 and i just there was very there was very little back then i mean you think there's not a lot of vegan or you know just community and stuff now back then there was nothing because there was no one was talking about vegan vegetarian it was like it was just not a mainstream concept that people talk discussed publicly yet it was just like this like a dirty little secret and there was not a lot of people around that right. did any of that and it was before online communities and so mm -hmm. it was just it wasn't there so i was what happened uh, the person that introduced me to the diet and the mucus diet book and all that kind of stuff, he was connected to a commune, a local community that had families living this way of life, raising children on this diet. And, uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen my before and after pictures. These were taken a year apart. Oh, wow. Here I'm about 300 pounds, all kinds of ailments from sleep apnea to daily migraine headaches. I used to I took pharmaceutical medication since I was seven years old, uh, chronic constipation, used to have crazy hemorrhoids and just, yeah, the whole, just not, not good. Then, uh, yeah, then a year, year later, but after six months, I lost a hundred pounds and, but this is a whole year later and, uh, just total, total transformation. And, and I didn't do it overnight, you know, and, and, and in that period, I wasn't doing a whole lot of uh, fasting or anything yet. I was really just practicing as best as I could, just practicing the transition diet. So there were still things I was eating that were not great, were not things I'd recommend people eat, but it was part of my transition. And uh, but being in that community, we used to have roundtable discussions. So where other communities, they'll get together and party and dance and drink and eat. Like we're getting together with a roundtable talking about you know vitality goes power minus obstruction which is the formula to life in the mucus diet book or we're talking about immortality and breatharianism and you know i mean we're you know we're just getting into some really heavy 
discussions, uh, the, the more real answers to human morphology, uh, why we actually look the way we look and, and things have happened to us the way they did. You know what I mean, just I'm having these type of discussions and that's really fueling my, my understanding, you know, being able to have these mentors and, uh, and I'm picking their brain. So I'm asking all kinds of questions and, uh, and then really analyzing and contemplating and doing the work and, uh, and putting, putting it all together. And so that gave me uh, a really good foundation for where I was able to take this information. And then uh, I have uh, 10 years into practicing the mucus's diet. I had went through the different stages of this process when you're really digging deep. And this is one of the reasons why we recommend is we know how much work there really is to be done and that it's futile to try to rush through it. Cause people have that mentality. It's like, Oh, if I just, if I work harder, I can, it's like what people generally don't understand the kind of, <laughs> the kind of damage that we've done to our bodies and over right. the generations and the kind of work that is, uh, is required to really transform the blood. That's what we're trying to do, reconstruct the bloodstream. And so, uh, and these were all things, you know, I, I learned early on. I I'm glad that one thing I'm thankful for was I did get into this before all of the online stuff because I was able to focus and really develop a mastery of this one discipline from this one perspective and that's one of the things that I think is uh, is is a negative element. Is there's pros and cons to everything. So one of the negative things of the modern day internet, uh, you know, kind of internet culture, is the uh, the uh, people not really mastering one paradigm and one thing. And then. Once, once there's a mastery of one particular really strong fundamental perspective, then going to all of the other different systems or people or concepts and having something to, to bounce it off of. Uh, what I see is a lot of people take a little bit from a whole lot of different places and it's, and it's, it's become, uh, you know, a cultural you know, something that people, people are patted on the back for doing that. Like, oh, I, you know, I take a little bit from everybody, but there, but when you do that, you only get this surface level with, with a bunch of different things, as opposed to getting incredibly deep. And that's what I did with the mucus diet healing system. I got incredibly deep with those studies. Now, 10 years in, I started to go through some things physiologically that, caused me is okay now i got to get even deeper and uh and that's why i started studying dr robert morris and so i did a deep that dad did do a deep dive on him and so I'm, I'm very well acquainted with with all of his methodologies and uh and and he talked at our we we have an annual event and he he had uh, talked at it a couple years ago and uh uh yeah so i got a chance to kind of see what what he does and for me his his methods are, I call that like the the deathbed chronic illness method. You know, all the folks when you're dealing with the people that's on the deathbed, you're dealing with the people with the terminal illnesses and diagnoses. It's like, like yeah, 
immediately jump on those protocols uh, when it comes to transition concept and actual daily eating. That's where I feel like we bring something to the table in terms of when, when you're not, when you're not on your deathbed and you're not in a crisis situation, then you need to find balance and a plateau point and eat foods that are not too aggressive so it doesn't cause you to end up going back to meat or to fall off the wagon, uh, but also not too destructive so that you're building up all kinds of slime and uneliminated waste and stuff in your gut. And, uh, and I know, you know plenty of you know, raw food folks that really don't get into the mucus-free piece that um, you end up having a lot of a lot of gunk in their system because they you know they're eating a lot of the mucus forming raw foods and that's their one of their main focuses and um, some of that's fine but it, it doesn't eliminate very well. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of lots, a lot of the raw stuff like the gourmet raw things that <laughs> doesn't eliminate well for me at all. So I you know if I I'll eat like a piece of that and then the next day i'm just doing enemas like, okay i can't eat that but um but uh yeah so so that's that then you said like the yeah 40 day great so i mean your experience but that it's typical there's a lot of people that do that and for somebody that's already gone through that then that's that's when you know if you've gone through that and you were able to come back you know, you have that reference experience to know like, okay, I see what happens if I'm too, too aggressive. Cause I tell people sometimes you can don't get addicted to how good you feel when you're fasting. <laughs> don't because we got work to do. We got, we got to yeah. like, we got to undo uh, a, a lot of stuff. So you can appreciate how good you feel, but don't get greedy. And, you know, and I'm speaking from experience and then, seeing a lot of other people and uh so the lucky thing is you if you experience that you fall off the wagon and like i said you, you're back again now you can understand the importance of moderation in terms of your transition how you can and, and dr morris talks about like the concept of uh you know knowing how to hit the gas take your foot off the gas glide on the brake a little bit you know you you learn how to drive the transition using food where you you learn if you know how aggressive if you only eat apples how aggressive that is but you don't have to learn that by doing a 10-day apple fast or a two-week apple fast like uh, uh steve jobs did when he which inspired him naming his company apple because he had read the mucus diet book and rational fasting people don't know that um you don't have to do that you can do that you could just one one day a week you could just sort of do this apple period like okay one one day a week i'll eat nothing but apples on a day just to see what my like let's see how that does my body let me eat nothing but grapes for a day and then the other days i'm having a regular transition but that one day let me do a fruit fast let me just see what i feel what, what do i feel like on all mangoes what do i feel like on nothing but uh, uh watermelon you know nothing but peaches uh, you and you you get so much reference experience when you come at that approach as opposed to the approach of let me let me try to do it all now let me just try to do as long as i possibly can with the most aggressive as i can or uh 
or you get the folks that'll, you know, get like 20, 20 herbal formulas and do the grape juice with 20 herbal formulas. And like, oh, they're just, just digging, digging, digging. And it's like, there's a time and a place for that type of digging, but those times and places are tend to be rare and they tend to be coming off of more of a crisis situation. And so what I like to see is that more moderate approach. Like I said, really, because uh, I've done all those things. So I have those reference experiences. Like I know what it is to go on nothing but pears. You know, I know what my body does on nothing but, well, pineapple's my, my favorite fruit. So of course I, that one, but uh, you know, I know what it is to eat nothing but figs. Nothing, you know, I've, I've just over the years, I've ex, uh, taken the time to really investigate each one of those different fruits. And just so, so that's that's also where my, you know, where my knowledge comes from is just the yeah. experience of going through all these things. And, um, and same thing when I did get into Dr. Morris stuff, I had, I experimented Pretty much everyone hit at the time. There's, there's they keep changing the names of the herbal formula, and there's a lot of new ones, and uh, and there's some that are no longer there that that I wish were still there. Some of the most aggressive ones that I did and I really liked, they he he got rid of because he was saying for some people they were too aggressive. For me, it was perfect. Yeah, uh, I, my body. There was one. What was it called? Lungs number two, I think, and it was like a. Yeah, it was a there was a lungs too. There was some kind of lymph one that was really, really aggressive. And it was like the one that you give to somebody at like stage four cancer type of type of formula. And man, it was excellent. I really liked it. But yep, got rid of it. But um, but I did that the same kind of approach that I talked about with the fruit. I did that with you know, Morris's paradigm, you know, because with that where I picked the one thing, like, okay, this is let me let me check this out. So I all those different protocols, all those different, you know, I, I spent time doing all of those. So I know, you know, I know what they do, you know, I know how, how they feel, what they're, what they're doing. I think at one point, the only, the only formula his that I hadn't tried, I think was, I, I never tried the female reproductive. I skipped that one. That was the only formula. I think every other formula I pretty much had tried just for reference experience, but, uh I know earlier there was a question about the uh, like the Ben Knight clay and all that stuff. You know, Morris has uh, his uh, the the GI with, with the GI broom that has some some clay and some of that kind of stuff and the charcoal and all that. I'm not real into that. You know, I'm just I know there's it's a tool and there's a plate like a time like I said a time and a place for that. I would recommend that to somebody who has an incredibly toxic gut that has really, really rancid stuff, like the kind of thing where they're, uh, where there's poisons that are coming out that are literally like eating their, their, them eating themselves from the inside. Like, you know, as I have, I mean, I've had eliminations where the, the acid is so strong, I can feel it on like burning my skin as it's eliminating out of my body. Like it hits my, you know, my, my, my cheek or something. And it's like, damn, you know, get that <laughs> off of here. Cause it's so, so acidic and, and bad, but uh, that's where I think, you know, the clay, the, some of those things can be uh, useful. Like I said, as, as a tool, uh, but, uh, but, you know, I find for me the the consistent, because the question is what are, what are tools that you would use 
for a short period of time under cer certain circumstances? And what are the tools that you use consistently? So right. for us, the lemon juice and distilled water enema became a consistent tool and uh, certain types of uh, fruit and vegetable combinations or, you know, things that became not eating at the same time, but just, you know, in terms of meal, uh, meal construction, uh, there's certain things that are staples and other things that you only might only eat once a year or a couple times a year, very rarely. And um, so, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry not to take up too many people's time, but can you, cause I'm just not familiar. Can you explain very briefly what you mean by transition? Like, like what, what you would recommend as a transition, you know, at this level where we're more familiar and then even at the level where introducing people into this mucus free if it's in your book i'll read it yeah well i definitely yeah i definitely recommend get uh, like really check out lessons 15 16 and, and 17 those are the the transition diet lessons but in general it is you, you know as you really go through the book you'll see how it that there's a, a whole paradigm there because for us you know i use the word transition all the time but it's it's more than just a dietary thing, you know, we are, we see the world through the lens of transition because it's everywhere. It's totally, it's natural, whether you're looking at the transition of the seasons, if you're someplace that has seasons uh, and the, the transition, the way that the, a tree unfolds or any kind of plant, the human, there is no human that can use their brain and their mind and their willpower that I've come across that can unfold if they're two months old. I don't know any either baby or parent that can use their mind to make the unfoldment of that baby go faster to the point where you could just use your mind and unfold the, the human organism into an adult within a couple weeks. It doesn't go like that. There's, there's certain things that are built in that are locked in to how things operate on this plane of existence and the transition isn't a choice it is the law but a lot of people they try to break the law and it doesn't go well and they or they ignore it they don't respect it and so for you know in terms of transition the because you got transition diet and then just transition overall transitional methodology that can be used for everything yeah. you know we come from a perspective of from of, of artists and all art the, the cultivation of of artistic ability and skill you might have start off with some gifts but the best artists on the planet work on their art every day for hours and hours a day working you know nobody you know, nobody plays better than John Coltrane played, but nobody really practices longer than he practiced in a day where he, you know, 19 hours a day. I mean, he used to fall asleep playing the saxophone, wake up and he's, and he's back immediately playing and he would stop maybe to eat and he'd get right back. But even while he's eating, he's listening to music or he's analyzing something. So it becomes, uh, uh, we, we bring that type of attitude to the practice of, the mucus's diet healing system. And that's opposed to uh there there's some people that get on these pads and they're coming yeah. from uh from like an athletic 
was that? Um, yeah, can I ask you to <laughs> wrap up this one a little bit more? Because I, I have a, we have two more questions and I have a, another question from someone oh, okay. else. And we can go a little bit over the hour. That's uh, no problem. Oh, but okay. Yeah, like yeah. To keep it not too, too long. But thank you so much, brother. Sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I think you you, you get the point. You know, tran transition is law <laughs> to sum it up. <laughs> Shari, do you want to you wanna go? Yeah, I can listen to you talk for hours. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bug me um but i i mean mine isn't really a question i have one quick question but it's more of a comment i just wanted to say like on everything that you shared um i really appreciate i tell alex this all the time like for me i'm definitely coming from more of the standard diet i really so much appreciate what our friend soul was saying because i actually live in the caribbean but We've been totally infiltrated by, you know, um, junk food. <laughs> and my mom was vegetarian, but she's like, she went to university for nutrition. So it was like brown bread spread and then white bread. And it was like cheese. And I like mm -hmm. hardcore cheese addiction, like still eating like fish and eggs and trying to transition. And then I eat like watermelon for three days and I feel great. And then I go like have an omelet, you know, so it's been like such a wild roller coaster. So like I told Alex, it's totally different listening to you guys. And seeing the the raw uh, fruitarian people with like their baskets of fruit on Instagram and being like, oh, wow, like I'm so impressed. Like that could be me, you know, that you go out and try to do it and you totally fail. Um, but the comment I wanted to make was, was something you said very early in the thing, which was so helpful for me when you said, I think I'm so brought up as well. When you said, okay, you're, you're latent diseases, you're actually going to have to like process them out of your tissues and that was so helpful because what happens to me is like whenever I get any kind of detox symptoms then I go back to eating like as even fruit right like if you try to eat the healthy like the Arnold diet style you will either get like super strong cravings like you said addictions or whatever parasites or whatever but then like some to me it's like the symptoms get magnified so I really appreciate you sharing with us about like how it feels like the acids burning sometimes or like the symptoms like joint pain I, I get joint pain and I try to fast and I was like oh, I feel like I feel worse you know so I feel like it's that it's that courage thing it's that bravery thing and I love what you said about the fact that like the longer you like if you keep getting scared you run away like the longer you leave it the harder it's gonna be when you get old it's gonna be brutal um, so I love that. I'm sure you can respond to that. But my quick question I wanted to ask um, was about the lemon. Um, do you, do you like fruitarians and like teeth care, for example, with stuff like the lemon? Like if let's say you're fasting and you're having a lot of lemon juice, um, what's recommended for teeth care? Could the acids eat away at your teeth? Like let's say you're doing like a lemon juice fast. I love lemon juice. I love citrus. And when I want to fast, or cleanse, I feel really drawn to citrus. But then I also feel like I feel it in my teeth and my gums, and I worry that I might be damaging my teeth. So if anything you could share on that would be helpful. Yeah. So yeah, the, that's one of those things where, of course, in in, our, in perfect circumstances where we have perfectly ripe fruit, it's not acidic, it's not, uh, you know, just questionably ripened, or they use some kind of weird toxic stuff to ripen the fruit then uh those those issues aren't aren't as aren't as big a deal but uh, but also sometimes people forget the they'll want to blame fruit for the teeth teeth issues when it was really their previous diet 
and the teeth are exposing the weaknesses or the fruit exposes the weaknesses. And then if you have any elimination where the, the, that lymph fluid, if, it, if it's stagnant around here, and that's when you can get the, get the puffy and it gets a little puffy and you could it feel, feel, can feel weird and be scary. That's the time when you, it's recommended not to go to a dentist because they'll want to pull all your teeth out, some of them. But because uh, right, because that's like a detox symptom. If you're going through that, then all, once you're done with it, your gums grab back onto your teeth and everything's great. But uh, the more, but that's where like Dr. Morris's points are spot on in terms of the lymphatic stagnation. When you got that just lymphatic stagnation up here, those those acids are irritating your nerves from within. And so if you have, and, and then if there is any poor dental hygiene on the outside or just in, and there's acids because they're more focused on in there. The dent, the dentist dental sort of culture is obsessed with the outside of the teeth, but have no concept of actually keeping the inside clean by way of making sure your lymph fluid is moving and, and there's just not stagnant. Um, but in terms of practical care, uh, you know, I recommend, uh, using, if you're, if you're drinking a lot of juice and citrus and that kind of stuff, using a straw. And, uh, that's something that I'd started doing years in the practice in the diet, but, uh, yeah, you using a straw and not doing like what I used to do when I started where I used to, I loved the juice so much. I would swish it in my mouth. <laughs> you know, I had to stop doing that. And, uh, because I've never had real, there was just times where I already was prone to teeth sensitivity because, uh, at a young age, they had been giving me uh, uh, antibiotics that actually like st the stain the back of my teeth, like way in the back. It's brand, it's kind of weird looking. And that was all when I was a child from the drugs that they were giving me. And so most of my, when I started practicing the diet, my enamel was already gone because of the, uh, the, the drugs that they did. So what I find is helpful is uh, the oil pulling. Yeah, the uh, co coconut oil, oil pulling, if you're familiar with that, those practices. Uh, and I used to do it more because really now I only do it if there is some kind of sensitivity, but I, I haven't had any very rarely. I might oil pull like once every couple months or something. But if if there was sensitivities there or I noticed I do eat a lot of citrus and I you know, would get into irritating the uh, the enamel at all, then yeah, I would just kind of go right to the oil pulling then uh the uh i use the, the uh, was it this brand called boca i don't know if any of you've seen that this this toothpaste that i like and uh yeah it's fair fairly natural pretty you know pretty uh i've i've never been real into the uh it's one i i usually <laughs> i got I, I usually don't talk a whole a whole lot about that cuz some people get so passionate about their their lotions and their toothpaste and this kind of stuff. Like for me, I'm not, I'm just like, it either works or it doesn't. I'm not passionate about it. I could care less if anybody checks it out or not. You know, it's, it's one of them things. I'm just like, eh, this works. Okay. I'm going to use this. I've used uh lemon, lemon juice under my arms to kill. Well, it's lemon juice. I call it lemon juice air baths where after shower, I just take, take, take half a lemon, get the, uh, get the juice pat it under my armpit and keep the armpits up for like two minutes to let it dry. And which is the key because it's, it's like an air bath. Arnold air talks about air baths, but I applied it to under the armpit. 
there is your because your your bo is going to come from one of two things there's either the external bacteria that builds up which i don't care how clean you get inside that stuff is still can build up on the outside or you get the the nasty stank that's coming through your pores from the inside you've been on the diet long enough a lot of that that stank is gone but bacteria could still build up in crevices in different places and so that lemon juice for me uh has i've done that for like 15 16 years or something and that's uh that got me away from all those stupid uh deodorants and chemicals and that kind of stuff but uh, uh but yeah but that's kind of uh, kind of my thing there but i do advocate general you know br brushing teeth and if you got an air uh, or water pick and you know just taking care of the teeth that, that general maintenance uh of course no fluoride you know don't use that try to find natural products or as natural as you can and uh you know and take take care of your teeth professor spirit should you brush your teeth after you have a fruit like a acidic type of fruit meal every time or rinse or anything or or you think just having smoothies with a straw is fine i'm just curious about eating the fruit if, if you have any tips on that like right after or not really about that important. i mean it's a it's it's a good practice to do if uh it, it definitely doesn't hurt anything just to do a quick doesn't have to be a real long kind of thing but you yeah you could either rinse or just yeah brush your teeth real quick a quick quick little brush and uh and uh, yeah yeah, I think I, I recommend that. And uh, as far as the, the oil pulling, you'd only have to do that once a day. You don't have to do that. Unless you have really chronic problems, then you can maybe do it twice a day. But that's like 20 because it's a 20-minute pull uh, that I that I do. It's like If I do do it, I'll fill my mouth with the oil and swish it around for 20 minutes and then you know, spit it out. But, um, but yeah. Cool, thank you. Um, I know Brendan had a question, but if you don't, that's okay. But if you do, you can unmute and ask. And I'll also um, ask a question from Zoe, who couldn't make it today, but she'll have a question. So yeah, Brendan, feel free if you want, but if not, I'll go to Zoe's. So Zoe's question was, would you say the healthiest way to build would be activity and movement versus any kind of food or nutrition. And the best time might be when you naturally feel the most energy to do so. Yeah, because in the fruit feed community, we're also we're interested in health, but we're also interested in fitness. And you talked last time about the difference. And sometimes in, in those cycles of when you want to detox and probably like we're going to get more skinny and weak for some time, uh, but also the time when, uh, okay, now I want to have a, muscular body and be a strong man and and be that kind so um would you say yeah what would you say would be that healthiest way to build this and do you have any activity or movement that you really like to do or is it more focused on the nutrition too so so first thing i would say with and we're probably the only ones that i think that i know of that has this particular analysis but in the mucus's diet arnold Eret views the body in two or just the human bodies into two different uh types so you have a lean type or what many of us call a uric acid type of physiology these are the people who in mainstream 
the dietetics, they would say, has a high metabolism. So the type of person that's very, very skinny, no matter how much they eat, they really don't pick up any waste. So Arnold Eret analyzes that physiology as somebody that's, you know, has more acidic interference with the body as opposed to somebody that's more of a fat type uh, or a mucus type, which is the type of person that you could have a couple bites, but you're not going to lose any kind of weight. You're not going to really get smaller. You know, you can only really get bigger. And so those, you know, I can't, I won't go into too much detail, those different physiology types, but understanding that is, in my opinion, crucial to making the most informed and best choices with your transition, as well as with your, your exercise. But I mentioned this because you, you have to first accept your physiology and understand what it is, like, what, why do you have it? You know, what, what it is. So if you are really slender and have more of an acidic level of physiology, then you want to know that. And then you can take fit steps to, to deal with that. And so, uh, for instance, if somebody, you know, is really, really skinny, they're like, okay, I'm a lean type, then I'm probably not going to recommend that that person go on a long fruit, even though these are the type of people that tend to do long fruit juice fast or fruit fast. Somebody with that physiology, unless they're going through some kind of deep detox symptoms, I'm going to put them on vegetable juices to neutralize those acids. And what happens once those acids are neutralized, all of a sudden they start picking up weight. The muscle, even without working out, muscles start like, oh, why? Because the acids have been neutralized. They, they, don't, they don't neutralize this in the same way. And you take somebody that has never went through that acid neutralization process and they go and eat nothing but fruit for long periods of time, or they go do nothing but fruit juice, they, they, uh, they never really have properly neutralized those acids. And, and, and then they, again, you get all, all those cravings, all that stuff comes out of the acid world, the cravings for all the bad food, all that stuff. And so, uh, so, so that'd be, that's the first thing that comes to mind is physiologically you had to accept where you're at and understand you know what 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 you're doing you know in terms of terms of that now i'm an advocate for real real strength vitality and longevity as opposed to uh this this desire to try to what some people you know they want their beach body and they want this perfect kind of body and uh, I am more on the, you know, let go on your physiological journey uh, transitionally because you don't want to get attached to any, because you go through a period, you could go through several years where oh, it's like, oh man, this is my perfect body. Then you go through some kind of elimination that takes you into a whole different physiological journey. And it's one that you need, you know, where you might not look perfect. You might not you know, be like, damn, I used to look, I was five years ago, I looked great, but now I'm gone. You're going through something. You're going through part of the journey. And so that's where I'm kind of like, don't, you know, you know, don't, don't get addicted to some of these, uh, you know, wanting to just, you know, look, look perfect and this and that kind of stuff all the time. Now I will say for me, uh, 
21 years in, I'm way, I'm way stronger today than I was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. And uh, I'm way just in terms of just actual strength and vitality. It's, it doesn't even compare, but it just, but it happened naturally, you know, wasn't like, I didn't, I did really cultivate it through the removal of internal waste. And then, uh, you know, and then I go and, you know, I have my stretching and my workout and that kind of stuff that I do, but it's, uh, it's not a primary focus, you know, so, so for us, yeah, physio physiology is, uh, really, really key. But if, but if you are hardcore uric acid type, it's not going to help you to go in the gym and just go crazy. And then you're going to be like, why I'm not building any muscle. I'm not, you know, then that, then that, and that's why people that have those that type of physiology get addicted to the protein powders and the protein eating and all this kind of stuff. Cause you're, you're eating poison simultaneously for stimulation as well as this cosmetic thing that has been compromised by our lifestyle. You know, the, the, th the way that we see what we think is and isn't healthy is, is, it's it's messed up most people don't know what health like real health looks like you know real longevity because we got to look there's people that look great and then a lot of those people aren't you know they're not living you know then in the 80s 90s 100 you know that that kind of stuff and so uh so yeah that's just some kind of some thoughts on that but physical movement and you know eric has discusses the importance of that so physical activity every day uh and he's got some exercises in there that are kind of it's it's they're pretty unique kind of exercises they're almost like uh physical uh, therapy type of exercises that hit things in a real different way but uh but that but you know your yoga what whatever it is that you're attracted to to uh, which is very important to get the movement and the stretching and uh, but even then I'm looking at it from a physiological standpoint where when I work out, I'm in it for the blood circulation in terms of, cause I don't need to be like, like I said, I'm in, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't need to bench press 400 pounds. Uh, but I still, when I'm in the gym, half the time, I'm still lifting more than people in there, which sometimes is confuses me. Cause I'm like, you guys are supposed to be all high on on proteins and meat and stuff. I'm, I'm not supposed to be stronger than y'all, but, um, but you know, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where I guess for me, yeah, the, the, the fit when you're doing that, even working out becomes the reason becomes physiological where you're doing it to get the, the, the blood flowing to, and when you stretch, you, you get that, that fresh blood because you've been cleaning your blood with what you're eating then you stretch and that fresh blood is able to get in deep into the, the muscles and the tissues and you get deep into the body in the places that it couldn't go before. And so then that becomes the reason uh, that you do it because you're still transforming your physiology and cleaning your blood and cleaning your entire body and taking it deeper with the, uh, with the physical activity. And, uh, and like, and, and Eric said, one, his one of his favorite exercises was dancing and dancing every day, just like the importance of 
you know, just you know, a lot of people think about like, oh, da dancing. He just like, yeah, it was funny in the book because it's it's older. He was like, you put put on a, a an old Victrola record of of some marches and <laughs> dance around to, you know, some nineteen ten marches and stuff. But uh, but yeah, no, physical activity very important. But it, I think it's important to understand it within the context of the physiological transformation, not just to try to look good, but for that longevity uh, physiologically. Thank you so much, Professor Spira. And uh, we always love to have you. So, you know, last time we went for like more than two hours. And I thought this time, let's try to keep it in um, in, in the hour. Uh, but yeah, let's have you again very soon. It's always such a pleasure. And yeah, of course, I'll put, uh, I'll put that video on YouTube also. There'll be the links to your channel to what you're doing in the description um and thank you everyone who joined also from the community and ask the questions and uh if anyone wants to join the community the fruit feed community of course you can find the information also in the description of the video so yeah thank you so much everyone thank you professor spira sending much love to, to you guys and uh, let's do this again very soon all right Okay, Thank you got to unmute. Say bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye. Welcome. Take care. Thank you all. Stay strong.